This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. It's day 39 of the UAW strike, and we're seeing the automakers offering even more in their contracts. Just a few days after GM's head of manufacturing, Gerald Johnson, laid out how much some members could earn and wondered why they were on strike, GM, along with Stellantis, brought their offers more in line with Ford which includes a 23% pay bump from all three. Even so, it was still not enough to end the strike. UAW President Sean Fain said, this was a sign that the Detroit automakers have more room to move on their offers. He also said the biggest moves come right before a tentative deal is reached and questioned how GM workers at Arlington and Flint Truck, Stellantis workers at Sterling Heights in Kokomo, Indiana, and Ford workers at the Rouge plant feel about the current offers. If you didn't know, those are some of their biggest and most profitable facilities. But even without those plants on strike, it's still costing the automakers millions of dollars every day, and Stellantis announced it's backing out of even more auto shows after already canceling its CES plans. It says due to ongoing costs of the strike, it won't go to SEMA or the LA Auto Show. Stellantis had already started to tease vehicles it was going to have at SEMA, so it was putting resources and efforts into those shows. But I think Sean Fain tipped his hand in his latest live stream as to why he's pushing so hard for record contracts. He officially said the UAW is going after non-union plants. He said those are our future union family and that thousands of non-union workers are reaching out and wanting to join their movement, stating very sternly, quote, we're going to organize non-union auto workers everywhere. Fain will clearly use these record contracts to go after non-union workers and says it will use the stand-up strike to take on corporate greed. But we wonder why Sean Fain and the other UAW officers aren't working for $500 a week like its members on strike. Fain specifically gave thanks to its members that have been on strike since the beginning. But John posted a video on Friday wondering why he doesn't share the pain. We'll provide a link to that if you'd like to see it. Hyundai is forming a joint venture with the Saudi Public Investment Fund. They're going to build a new plant in Saudi Arabia that aims to build up to 50,000 ICE in electric vehicles a year. Hyundai says it will invest more than $500 million into the project, but the Saudi investment fund will hold a 70% stake in the JV, while Hyundai gets the remaining 30%. Construction is scheduled to start next year, while the cars aren't expected to start rolling down the line until 2026. But that wasn't Hyundai's only investment into Saudi Arabia. It's teaming up to build a hydrogen ecosystem there. As part of the deal, Hyundai will provide fuel cell commercial vehicles, mainly buses, to the Saudi public transport company, while another company called APQ will secure the hydrogen in the area. The buses they develop will be specifically suited for high temperature climates. Toyota continues to show even more concepts for the Japan Mobility Show. 
I don't know how many this is now, but it seems like every day there's another one, and today we have several. First is the Land Cruiser SE. Toyota imagines how a vehicle like this could broaden the Land Cruiser brand's appeal with an all-electric three-row SUV with, quote, highly responsive handling. It also showed an all-electric midsize pickup truck concept called the EPU. I always find trucks with no cut line between the cabin and bed to look a bit interesting. And I also kind of like how the floating display screens on the dash overlap one another. The Land Hopper is, well, I'm not really sure what to call it, a scooter, a moped, a bike, but whatever you want to call it, it's a foldable three-wheeled electric thing that can be ridden short distances. And the last thing we're going to highlight is a new steering wheel concept called Neo Steer. Like a motorcycle, it moves the throttle and brake controls to right by where the hands grip and takes advantage of a more rectangular shape to improve forward vision. This would also allow someone with disabilities to drive without any modification to the car. I'd love to try it out. Tesla announced that it will exceed its 7 to $9 billion spending target this year. The EV maker is burning through more cash than expected due to plant upgrades and new model introductions. It had to retool factories to make the updated version of the Model 3, and it's ramping up to build the Cybertruck. Tesla says it will be a couple of years before it returns to the 7 to $9 billion spending range. Another reason it's spending more is because it's advertising in an effort to boost sales, which is something it had avoided in the past. Elon Musk posted on X earlier today that it's advertising on a, quote, small scale and will do so at a large scale as we figure out what works best. Mercedes is starting to have a hard time selling EVs in the U.S. While its EV sales have increased more than fourfold so far this year and now account for 14% of its total sales, Edmunds reports that EVs are starting to pile up on dealer lots. It says that in September, the average number of days it takes to sell an EV jumped to 82 days compared to 38 days for BMW. Automotive News spoke to Mercedes dealers who say the company is unwilling to offer sales programs for EVs. And one dealer said the automaker is sending EVs to them whether they ask for them or not. Mercedes says it does plan on slowing production of its higher priced EVs and will ship more lower-priced EVs to dealers, as well as more plug-in hybrids and ICE models. But that will take until the middle of next year before dealers see a difference in inventory. And here's a bit of a shocker. A new study from a UK-based climate action group called Possible claims that new ICE vehicles emit more pollution than a vehicle from a decade ago. But That's because consumers are buying more SUVs than cars, and those vehicles are heavier and get worse fuel economy. And as a result, they emit more CO2. The researchers say that the least polluting car you can buy in the UK on average is a seven-year-old vehicle. Jaguar Land Rover is making it easier for owners of classic models to get parts for their car. Each brand just launched their own new official store on eBay that will sell authentic OEM parts for models that have been out of production for at least 10 years. Currently, the online shops have more than 5,000 items available, and that will increase in the future. 
JLR says the parts are recreations of original items using original drawings, materials, and tooling, and most of them are produced by the original supplier. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. <laughs>